Lady Jane Grey, the descendant of Henry VIII's niece, Frances, seemed destined for greatness from the outset. Her journey towards queenship, her fleeting reign, and her tragic demise serve as a poignant commentary on the intricate politics of succession during the Tudor era. Her story stands in stark contrast to the prevailing Tudor myth, the romanticized notion of 16th century England as a utopia under the divinely ordained Tudor monarchs. Instead, it shines light on the fluid Machiavellian nature of succession politics, as well as the religious turmoil that defined this period of English history. Gray's familial aspirations initially centered on her betrothal to the king's son, Edward, coupled with her meticulous grooming in England's burgeoning Protestant faith. However, as young Edward's health deteriorated, plans swiftly changed. John Dudley, the Duke of Northumberland and de facto ruler of England, harbored fervent ambitions to avert the throne's passage to Edward's Catholic half-sister, Mary Tudor. In a calculated move, Northumberland orchestrated the declaration of Mary and Elizabeth, Edward's other half-sisters, as illegitimate, thereby altering the line of succession in favor of Jane. Jane then, around 16 years old, found herself thrust into a maelstrom of political intrigue, her exact birth date obscured by the annals of history. So thus commenced a sequence of events that led to her unfortunate and early demise. Gray's union with Guilford Dudley, her senior by a few fleeting years, cemented Northumberland's grip on the impending monarchy. The death of the 15-year-old Edward VI on July 6, 1553, marked a pivotal juncture in this tumultuous saga. Barely three days later, on July 9, 1553, Jane Grey was whisked away to the Duke of Northumberland's estate for a clandestine rendezvous. There, amidst a surreal atmosphere, she encountered the Duke, her newly betrothed husband, and her parents. The revelation of her ascension to the throne left her reeling. She reluctantly embraced her newfound duty, acknowledging, quote, if what has been given to me is lawfully mine. On July 10, 1553, Jane Grey assumed the mantle of queenship. Her proclamation as queen reverberated across the realm, evoking murmurs of discontent among the populace. Many entrenched in the tumultuous times of political and religious upheaval fervently believed that Mary Tudor, with her Catholic lineage and continental alliances, embodied the true heir to the throne. Despite initial misgivings, Mary's ascension to power was swift and resolute. The Tower of London, a symbol of authority, was transformed into Grey's gilded cage as her brief reign fell. A tempestuous confrontation with her husband and mother-in-law ensued, precipitated by her steadfast refusal to anoint Guilford as king. Meanwhile, Mary Tudor, with a ton of support in the community, asserted her claim to the throne. From July 11th to July 18th, 1553, Jane Grey's grip on power waned as Mary Tudor ascended to the throne, claiming the crown. Jane relegated 
to a pawn in the Game of Thrones, languished in the tower as Mary's reign solidified. Hopes of clemency were dashed as Jane vehemently opposed Mary's Catholic reforms, denouncing the Mass as wicked and rallying Protestants to arms. Her father's involvement in a failed rebellion against Mary further sealed Lady Jane Grey's tragic fate. Subsequently charged with high treason, Jane and her husband faced the grim prospect of execution. On February 12, 1554, their lives were abruptly extinguished at the executioner's block. Well, her father met a similar fate 11 days later. In death, Lady Jane Grey emerged as a Protestant martyr, immortalized as the Nine Days Queen. Her successor, Queen Mary I, ruled with an iron fist for five tumultuous years, leaving a very firm mark on English history. These are interesting things with J.C.